0: Welcome and thank you for joining us on our latest installment of Women at Ropes Talk, a podcast series brought to you by the Women's Forum at Ropes & Gray. In this podcast, we spotlight extraordinary women who have had successful careers and interesting lives and who are also making a positive impact in their workplaces and in their communities. We feature women attorneys at Ropes & Gray in conversation with prominent women clients, industry leaders, entrepreneurs, and others about their careers, what's led to their successes, the challenges they face faced, and the hard-earned wisdom they've acquired. I'm Megan Baca, a partner at Ropes & Gray with a practice focusing on intellectual property and technology transactions, and I'm also co-head of the firm's Digital Health Initiative. I'm based in Silicon Valley. On this episode, I'm joined by Fran Faircloth, who's based in Washington, D.C., Hi, Fran. So to get things started, can you please introduce yourself and provide a brief overview of your practice?
1: Thanks, Megan. I'd
0: be happy to.
1: I'm a partner in Ropes and Gray's Data Privacy and Cybersecurity Practice. I'm based in our Washington, D.C. office. As part of that practice, I help clients who are dealing with complex data issues. These can range from technology and data-driven questions to privacy compliance or cybersecurity crisis preparedness and incident response. Our practice represents clients who are navigating really difficult data issues, things like security breaches and ransomware attacks, online brand protection, social media, or e-commerce questions, and compliance with federal, state, and foreign laws related to collection, handling, and protection of data. So who's the special guest you'll be interviewing on this episode? Today, I'll be interviewing my client, Jennifer Weiland, who's Vice President of Legal at Bombus. If you're not familiar with Bombas, they're an online apparel brand that's focused on making comfortable, colorful socks and other apparel. I'm a big fan of their socks, and I love that they have a mission of providing these essentials to people who are in need. That's awesome. I love Bombas socks
0: so much. I'm very excited for this interview. (laughs) How did you meet and start working together?
1: I've been working with Jen for a few years now. Robes and Gray advised Bombus as they navigated a couple of cybersecurity incidents, and we represented them throughout the investigations and enforcement actions that followed from those. The incidents actually happened when the company was just starting to grow, and it was before Jen actually joined. It was impressive to see her step into this role and really lead on these legal issues.
0: Wow. So what would you say is most notable about Jen's career?
1: I've seen firsthand how wonderful it is to work with Jen. Even when things are really stressful or difficult, she's very positive and level-headed. She's done an awesome job of growing the legal team at Bobbus from the ground up. She was their very first in-house attorney, and I'm not surprised, as you'll hear from our discussion, that she's very intentional and thoughtful about building those mentoring relationships with her team and other attorneys and paying forward the kind of support that she's
0: received in her career. Oh, that's fantastic. I can't wait to hear the interview. So with that, I
2: will turn it over to you and Jen.
1: Jen, thanks so much for joining us today. Just to kick us off, can you introduce yourself to our listeners?
2: Absolutely, and thank you so much, Fran, for having me. My name is Jen Weiland. My pronouns are she and her, and I am the SVP of Legal at Bombas.
1: Thanks. Can you tell me a little bit about your career trajectory, how you got to Bombas?
2: Absolutely so i started my career as a corporate associate at kramer Levin. i was focusing on m&a and securities there and after about four years at the firm i went to morgan stanley i worked there in the company law group where we focused on corporate governance it was extremely exciting i got to sit on the board and committee meetings at morgan stanley and the board and executives of course are extremely bright and i learned so much sitting in the board meetings working on related sec reporting and governance issues And, you know, it's an extremely large organization. And as a result, it was naturally pretty siloed there. And I started to have a desire to focus on a broader array of matters after about four years. Um, took some time because it was very exciting. And, you know, I had this desire to focus on a mission-driven company or work for a nonprofit, but I hadn't quite figured out exactly what it was. I had this inkling that my next move was going to be My big move and kind of this thing that solidified my career, but I needed to figure out what it was. And a friend of mine had seen Dave Heath, who's our CEO. He posted on social media that he was looking for someone to run the legal department. So my friend sent that over to me and said, I think you might be interested in this. And I took a look at it. i had heard of the company actually because my brother is a huge Shark Tank fan and had purchased the stock very early on and was telling me about them. And, you know, the more I looked into the company, I saw the mission-driven and the one front model. I kind of thought this could combine everything in one and it's probably my dream job and realized throughout the interview process that it definitely was my dream job and happy to report that I'm still very happy and feel the same way three and a half years later. That's
1: great. Uh, from what I know about Bombas, from working with you every the last couple of years, sounds like that was a perfect fit for what you were looking for. Can you tell our listeners a little
2: bit more about what you do there? Absolutely. So if the listeners don't know, Bombas is a comfort-focused premium basics brand. Think socks. Most of you. you are familiar if you know Bombas, tees and underwear, and we have a mission to help those in need. So for every item purchased, a specially designed item is donated to the homeless community. And to date, we're at 60 million plus items donated, which feels pretty amazing to be a part of something like that. And as mentioned, I'm the head of the legal department, we have a mighty team of four currently, and we cover all aspects of the business from the legal side. Um, I think what's interesting for me being in-house at, you know, Morgan Stanley was in-house also, but I think it was a more specified area and covering the legal department from a company like Bombas, that's relatively smaller, you're really working on all areas of the law. And for me, I thought it was really important to build a legal team that's seen part of the business rather than separate. Um, wanted to make sure our legal team was viewed as problem solvers rather than those no people that you're kind of scared of. So <laughs> wanted to make sure we, we engendered the trust of the whole company at once. And um, it makes it really fun because we get to solve problems all day. And of course, we're advocates for the company. Our job is to manage risk and protect the company. But I think a big part of our role is to problem solve and find creative solutions to make sure we can get the business team's goals accomplished. That,
1: that's a really cool, holistic approach to in-house counsel. What kind of things are keeping you up at night at work these days?
2: I'm sure this is the case for many lawyers. I definitely am kept up a lot. Um, probably more of my personal anxiety than anything else. But <laughs> I think currently the first thing that comes to mind, you know, I'm really proud of the team we've built. It's so cohesive, but everyone's extremely unique. And it feels that everyone really enjoys working together. At least I feel that way, but I feel pretty confident that the rest of the team does as well. And, you know, we'll be hiring more roles soon. And one of the things I think, and frankly worry about is how the team culture and the company culture will change as we hire new individuals. That being said, to date, every single person we've hired has only made the team so much better. So, working on turning that fear into excitement because change is always scary, but it's also really exciting. And I'm excited to see what future members of the team are going to bring. That's, that's
1: a wonderful approach. I like I like the, that phrase of turning fear into excitement. And I feel like as lawyers, we often tip over into the anxious, fearful side, <laughs> but there's a lot of excitement underlying that. Uh, how has COVID affected you and your team?
2: Every single member of my team was hired during COVID, which has been very interesting. You know, I think I learned so much in my career at the firm, listening to partners on conference calls, sitting down with the senior associate, marking up a purchase agreement, you know, going to the printer and working with the team to try to get a registration statement filed. And all of those in-person moments where you're kind of observing other people, I think people really do take that in and, you know, take that forward. Obviously, it's been a little hard to replicate that in the virtual world. And I've been trying to be creative and figure out ways to work with the team to get some of those experiences, maybe not quite the same, but you know, little things like marking up a contract over zoom, not as fun as being in a conference room, but I think, I think it helped a bit and, you know, most important to me, especially at a company like Bombas is ensuring the team has fun together. I think, you know, Especially in the legal world, it can be stressful, it can be hard, and the ideal is to get us to all have fun while we're in those moments. Some of my favorite memories at the firm are in, maybe this is a little masochistic, but sticking up at late <laughs> with a group of people at the printer, getting things filed, because it feels really good to accomplish that as a team. So we certainly miss a lot not in person, I think just sitting next to people chatting about your day, forming relationships. I try to just make meetings about having fun and getting to know each other rather than getting too down in the weeds of what we're doing because that tends to happen naturally throughout the day. So trying to ensure my team um, gets as much of that as possible and gets as much of the bombus culture as possible. I feel like we've all had to find
1: new ways to make connections during these weird times. What do you see as some of the most important changes, either in the law or in your business or technology,
2: uh, for Bombas recently? Yeah, I think this kind of goes off of the COVID conversation and, you know, continuing to learn to operate in the virtual or hybrid virtual world. Um, Bombas has done a bit of both. We did return to the office for a bit, but then, you know, in, in light of Omicron, had to kind of rework again what our plan generally is is a hybrid situation where if you want to be in the office, you can be an HQ employee. And if you prefer to work remotely generally, you'd be a flex employee. So I think it's a really interesting challenge and opportunity figuring out not only how to work virtually, but how to work when some people are in person and some are virtual. I do like to go into the office personally, so I've been heading in when it's okay to do so. And some of my team members feel comfortable doing that. So It's been really great to have that in-person opportunity, but at the same time, not everyone is there. So I think it's really interesting trying to figure out how to ensure everyone feels part of the team, you know, even more broadly from a company scale when some people are in person, some are not, or in times when COVID flares up and everyone is kind of remote and on the legal side, not just on the cultural side, but I think the information flow makes me a bit nervous. It was very easy when we were in the office, you stop by someone's desk, have a conversation, people see you, it might spark a question that they didn't even realize they had. You just talk to people more, you're in more meetings, you're seeing more things happen. So you kind of feel more comfortable that you're getting the information you need. Um, There's been a lot of new hires during COVID and I maybe don't know them or have not had the opportunity to get to know them yet that I perhaps would have had in person. So, you know, I think since the pandemic started, I've been really trying to ensure that not only we're including everyone from a culture perspective, but also ensuring they feel comfortable and empowered to share information with the legal team and, you know, ensuring I engender that same amount of trust to the whole company that was easier to get in person, finding ways to kind of maybe set up a coffee date with a new hire to ensure they, they get to know us as well and feel just as comfortable in the virtual world.
1: That's really wonderful. It sounds like you've had so many interesting experiences in your time at Bombas, you know, juggling during COVID and even in your times before Bombas in your legal career. What are you most proud of in your career today?
2: I think that's kind of easy, interestingly. And I guess we're having a theme here because the thing that I would say <laughs> I'm definitely most proud of is the team I feel. Uh They're just such smart, hardworking, funny, and very kind individuals, and I, I truly love working with them, and I love watching them learn and thrive, and, you know, prior to Bombus, they never really managed anyone before. When I was at the firm, there was junior associates working with me and paralegals working with me at Morgan Stanley, but I never had anyone reporting into me, and I think before I came to Bombas, I'm not sure I had a manager that was the ideal role model of what. I would want to be as a manager. And when I came to Bombas, it was the first time I really felt people empowering me with their trust in me. And I kind of learned off of that, even if it wasn't a lawyer above me, um, the executive team was so supportive and so trusting. And I wanted to take that and make sure I kind of filter that down to my team. Um, As lawyers, a, a lot of us have come from big firms and it's different culture. Not bad or, or worse in any way, but just very different, but also a very different culture from Bamba. So trying to ensure that everyone feels safe and empowered and you know mistakes happen and they're okay. And I think the more comfortable you are that a mistake is okay, in my experience, the less likely you are to make them. And if you do make them, we figure it out and move on. So I think the team is just really wonderful. I'm so proud of them. And I think the thing I'm most proud of generally.
1: I love your focus on your team and the people that you're surrounding yourself with because that really is such a big part of practicing Well, Who do you think has had the greatest influence on your career?
2: Oh, that's that's tough. It depends how far back we want to go. Um, <laughs> I think, you know, kind of what I said before, it really boils down to the people that, that have empowered me and, and believed in me. And, you know, in that note, we can certainly give my parents a shout out. But it was not until I came to Bombas, as I mentioned, that I think I really felt truly empowered. You know, I wasn't being micromanaged. I just had this trust placed in me off the bat. And, you know, the, the, my manager directly when I was hired, my manager now, the executive team, you know, their trust in me made me want to do a great job. And I can i of a type A personality. I've always uh, been a self-motivator and, and always wanted to do great. But I think trust is something you definitely don't want to lose. And their confidence in me gave me the confidence that I could do a great job. And, you know, again, mentioned this before, but I knew that if I made a mistake, it would not be the end of the world and I wouldn't be berated for it. And ironically, knowing it's okay to make mistakes, I think you're less likely to make them and you're more focused on protecting the company, making sure everything goes as well as you can to the extent you can. Control that. Um, I think we all have a bit of imposter syndrome, at least I do, but I do really think the people that have had the confidence in me gave me the confidence in myself. And whenever people have confidence in you, I think it often makes you realize that you're capable even more than you think.
1: Yeah, it's so true that we depend on these people around us who believe in us. Uh, so much of our careers are. Built on relationships with other people. Can you talk about how you build and maintain your
2: most important relationships now in your career? Definitely. I think I am very lucky in this regard. And, you know, going back, the individuals I've maintained professional relationships with from my prior roles are the individuals I developed friendships with throughout my time, whether it's at the firm, at Morgan Stanley, now. Um, I, I found this particularly important for me moving in house when I was the only lawyer for a while, you know, I didn't have experience or expertise in a lot of matters. I was a corporate lawyer. I did securities MA, never did employment law or IP on that note. It's kind of funny. You never know the things that will end up being very useful, like that trademark class you may have took in law school, but somehow things do have a, have a way of coming back. But it was really helpful for me to have some of those relationships and be able to bounce something off of someone, a friend that I used to work with at the firm who was an employment lawyer, I could kind of call and bounce something off of. And, you know, what's happened through my time at Bombus is a lot of the people I've worked with over time, like you, Fran, for example, uh, end up becoming really important relationships with because, of course, you're our outside counseling advisor, but I feel very comfortable going to you and bouncing things off of and having a discussion rather than it just being, hey, you know, can you do this for me? And I think those things tend to be really helpful because that's how you end up learning the most from my perspective. And you can't know every answer. So I think it's always great to have friends and colleagues that you can work with and and get their advice on.
1: True. We all have so much to learn from each other and to give to one another. It sounds like you've had some wonderful mentors and you've also focused on mentoring and your team and building the relation- these relationships. How do you see the importance of mentoring in your career?
2: I think it's, it's so important and I definitely had some mentors at the firm and I recently developed a very meaningful mentor relationship, and I think the key generally throughout these have been that they've developed naturally and have evolved over time. Interestingly, one of my current mentors was introduced to me through a mentor at the firm who I'm still friends with, and I was working on setting up some of the needs we would have for Consumer Privacy Act uh, compliance, And he introduced me to a friend of his who used to be counsel at the firm as well, but not when I was there and was working as a consultant to two law firms and in-house counsel working on setting up just various privacy obligations. And it started off as just a business relationship. And from there has grown to an extremely meaningful mentorship because this individual has been GC at various different locations, has worked under people, has worked at public companies and private companies, and has a wide array of experiences, and is frankly a privacy expert, brand similar to yourself, it has really developed into such a special relationship and and a friendship. And it's someone who I feel at this point is helping me not just in a specific issues I may have, but more broadly as my career develops and, you know, where I want to go and what I want to accomplish. And, it, and it's been really special. And because I've been lucky enough to have these relationships, it's been really important to me wherever I can to give that to others. And, you know, again, this kind of goes to imposter syndrome where you feel a little funny saying I'm a mentor to somebody, but I do think sharing experiences is so important. And, the littlest thing can have a much bigger impact than anyone thinks. And I I think it's easy to think about the obvious mentorships, your teammates, other people at the company, but I think mentor relationships can come from unexpected places. For me, uh, an interesting situation is that when I was hiring for one of my roles, I had just some outstanding candidates and weren't necessarily exactly right for the role but I thought they were just so phenomenal. And after, you know, we we went through the process, I reached out to them and let them know if, if you ever need anything, I would love to keep in touch. Certainly in my mind, I would love to hire them for a future role, but also I just thought it'd be great relationships to maintain. And we actually plan to meet for coffee in the coming months. So we'll see how it develops. But I think, you know, they can come from unexpected places and you never know where you might make an impact on someone. That's so true.
1: And I think that building these mentoring relationships is so crucial to to helping build diverse legal teams. What do you see as the advantages of having greater gender and other diversity in law?
2: That is a great question. And to me, I think it's hard to overstate the importance and. I would say in the professional and in, in our personal lives, our greatest assets are the things that make us different. If you're surrounding yourself with people that look and think like you do and come from the same places you do, not only you're not going to learn, you're going to be missing out on really important viewpoints. This just reminds me of a little personal anecdote that has stuck with me. But a few years ago, I was at a women's panel discussion and the head of a department at a very large bank was speaking on this panel. And one of the managing partners asked for advice on essentially how women can better better fit into the boys club. And the department had responded by saying, why would you want to fit in? Your greatest <laughs> asset is that you are different. And it was kind of this, I know this is cliche, but this aha moment, um, its it stuck with me truly. And I think it applies to DEI more broadly. It pushes me to focus on diversity not only on my team but with our external partners as much as possible. I think the real key is that we shouldn't be fitting in because the greatest thing about us is that we might have a different viewpoint and we may think differently about whatever whatever it is. And I think that goes for absolutely anything. Um, as for gender diversity. I'm very lucky that at Bombus I've been empowered to highlight other women in the legal field. It just so happens that my team is currently coincidentally all female, which has been really amazing and fun, um, particularly given that most of the people on my team have come out of more male-dominated workplaces. But that being said, I really look forward to adding more gender diversity to the team and to lean into hiring other underrepresented groups. You know, I think I'd be remiss not to mention the barriers to entry in the legal industry. So something I definitely think about is, you know, how we can be better in terms of providing more accessibility in that regard.
1: I love that anecdote. And I do think that we're finally starting to see a shift away from
2: the old boys club
1: to more of a everyone's welcome club. I love, I love that that you have uh, an all women team at Bombas. Are there any other efforts or successes at
2: Bombas regarding diversity and inclusion that you're particularly proud of and would like to share? I think Bombas is a place where individuality is celebrated, which was very different for me at first, um, in in the best way. Not only is it celebrated to be different, but people are really encouraged to kind of come as you are be quirky and since day one creating an inclusive fun and positive work environment was always a priority for the company and the co-founders and i think certainly there's always work to do but i do think that basis has really been a good facilitator for dei at the company and from Bombas's perspective, I think we all think there's always work to do, but we've been actively making incremental improvements to try to, to be better as an organization. One thing in particular that I'm proud of is that in the summer of 2020, we made a public commitment to being better and ensuring that we can continue to be a diverse, equitable, and inclusive place to work. And in that regard, we made public DEI goals on social media, outwardly. And we're committed to not only reporting on those goals, but holding ourselves accountable. And that public ability and requirement to hold ourselves accountable, I think, meant a lot to me personally and hopefully to a lot of other people. And I really am proud of that. That's, that's such,
1: such an accomplishment and a wonderful approach from Bombus to helping solve this problem. Well, thank you so much for all of this. Jen, we really appreciate talking with you today. Thanks for joining us.
2: Thank you so much for having me. It was such a pleasure.
0: Fran and Jen, thank you so much. As always, thanks to our listeners. For more information about Ropes and Gray's Women's Forum and our women attorneys, please visit ropesgraycom women. You can also subscribe to this series wherever you typically listen to podcasts, including on Apple, Google, and Spotify. Thanks again for listening.